everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of the DE Podcast. So, for those who do not know what the DE Podcast is, it's a podcast where me and my best friend, Acreage, we share our behind-the-scenes experiences, and also we talk about the current sports events going on in the world, because me and Acreage are big sports fans. So, today, we were supposed to, if you guys are listening on Instagram right now, you guys know that Sothic should have been with us, and for those who are listening on other networks like Spotify... Um, the, for those who do not know who he is, he was a special guest on our podcast, and he, we volunteered for, for him to come back, and he said, sure, um, but he cannot come, he cannot make it for private reasons, so just be me and Akron, but it doesn't matter, because the, in, the, um, the um, conversations are always interesting. So today, we will be talking about a few things, so I think today, um, there are two main topics one is tennis. Um, there have been a, a few tournaments in the past couple of weeks um, that have been interesting. Roger Federer has come back to pro tennis. We're going to be talking a lot about that, too. Um, and then second of all, we're, gonna, we're talking about the All-Star Game results. Even though the All-Star Game happened a few weeks back, it still happened. We haven't talked about the results yet and what we think. We actually haven't even talked personally. I texted or called any. We haven't talked about that. So, yeah, I think we're ready. Aiken, um, we should be coming on any minute. Um also, wherever, wherever you guys are listening from, if it's from Spotify or Instagram, we want to thank you guys so much. We just started a YouTube channel. Um, we're going to start posting some podcast cl- clips on there, just some funny podcast clips. Um, I think you guys are going to enjoy that as a, as a result of like interesting conversations, something to learn, and then some comedy in there, too. So we're going to put Anchorage into the um, live station. I think it's going to be very exciting. Hey, Garage. Hi, Daniel. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Yeah, good. Um, that's good. Um, it's unfortunate that Sathik cannot come to us today. He has private reasons that he cannot be here, but that's okay because me and you still have a very interesting conversation a lot of the time. Yeah, there's um, a lot of stuff and basketball stuff that happened since we talked. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, like the All-Star game. Um, a few things have happened in the past few days, and then tennis is probably the biggest thing. Um, Roger Federer came back to tennis. Medvedev went to number two in the world, broke the record. Um, Do- Roger Federer came back in Doha. Um, Karatsev is just a bomb. He just won Dubai yesterday. Um, so yeah, a big roller coaster. All right, so I guess let's start with the first topic. So I think it was now about a week and a half ago. Roger Federer returned to tennis yeah. after nearly a year off because of uh, a knee surgery that what are your yeah. thoughts um well he's my favorite player um so obviously i didn't like it that he wasn't on the tour for a long time but um i, I was really excited even though he lost i'm still it's, it doesn't matter honestly i think um i think he still needs to train he's 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 39 years old that's pretty old for tennis and he's still like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come back from this injury. Like, I can imagine somebody who is just top 100, like, not too good. They're like, oh, oh I'm just going to retire because of the injury. Um, it's exci- It was really exciting. I was able to watch his first and second match. Um, yeah, so the first match was Doha. Well, the first tournament, I can say, I should say, is Doha. He played against Daniel Evans in the first round. And... It was interesting because Roger Federer looked so relaxed on the court. Like, he just came back. Like, even those three sets. It's it's hard to beat Daniel Evans because he has a big spirit. He's very strong mentally, and he like, he's always, like, exciting. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, that was a, that was a very entertaining match. It was through. I think it was a very close three setter. Um, but it was it was really good to see Feder win in his first match back. Um, he did lose to Bastidas Didi in the second round. He he won the tournament, so I don't think it's too bad. But um, I think that um, he Feder had a match point, but honestly, I don't think it's that big of a deal that he lost because he still like he's he withdrew from um, from Dubai to um, get back. And I think that was smart of him because he's playing at a pretty good level right now. Um, I think I, I think in the future maybe he could win one more slam, but I'm not, I don't, I'm not completely sure. I think he could definitely win a few tournaments, whether it's like a 250 tournament or 1,000 or something like that. Yeah, um, I don't know if he can win another slam. Yeah. Just had there was obviously... And then also he's thirty nine, which is pretty, which is really old for. I mean, even for any sport, you think like a thirty nine year old is still at the top of the game. Like he's 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 top ten in the world. He's probably the greatest player of all time, I would say, right now. Yeah, even though Rafa has as many slams, I think he's still the best player. <laughs> he has he has way more. He's like over a hundred titles. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's just impressive that he's still he's still playing at the highest level at thirty nine. I mean, if he had to win another slam. I think it would be great. I mean, personally, I would be really, really happy if he won another Wimbledon before his career ended. You know, yeah, it'd be very, yeah. be very poetic and sentimental. So um, it'd be nice if he, but I don't know if he can win. We'll just have to see how he does as he comes back. Like, if he comes back and he's dominating, he's winning tournaments consistently, he's going far, then I can say maybe he has a serious chance, but we just haven't seen enough. Um, I think that, well, the tournament, the, excuse me, Wimbledon. Well, it's currently March, late March, so I can, you can just say April. It, yeah. The tournament's in July, so that's in about like three months. I think. Um, well, he, I think Feder is probably gonna play a couple more tournaments, and I think that I think I think he's gonna do well. I don't like. I, I agree with you. I don't think he's gonna. I don't know if he's gonna win, but um, I think that Feder could go like a good like quarterfinal or something like that. I think he could definitely. He's capable of doing that. But we'll have to see in the future because I think it's very it's very exciting for the future. I think he also said I think he said he wanted to compete in the Olympics this year too. So oh, that, completely that, forgot about the Olympics. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. the Olympics that were shifted just a year. I think he said he wanted to do those too. So we'll see how he does in that also. Yeah, now that I think about it, yeah, it's gonna be the Olympics. That's gonna be really cool. Like every, like it's how long is it like a, it's like a month long, and it's gonna be during the summer. So we'll probably have podcasts like every week or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be very cool. But everything, everything's there. It's gonna be really exciting. Yeah. Um. Well, and then also, like he his comeback to a different tournament is unknown right now. But I think he's probably he's not playing Miami Open. Nobody's playing Miami Open actually. That's kind of strange. Well, I guess none of the big three. I should say. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think he's probably gonna come back in like some probably. I don't know if he's gonna play the French. I think he could. But I don't think there's any need because Nadal's just gonna win. <laughs> but um, I think he's probably he can play in like Madrid or Rome. I think he can do that. Yeah, I think just I think he just needs to honestly just play a little more, but not too much. Where... Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think right now. For him, and in terms of his career, I think the most important thing is not winning, but just playing. I think he has to play a repetition of tournaments, 
just so he can get his competitive spirits back, and then he can actually start saying, oh, I, can't, I, can't, I have to do this at this tournament, I have to go to the quarterfinals or something. Yeah, I mean, as you said before, he's already won over 100 times. He's won so much already in his career. He's basically achieved it. He doesn't need to prove anything. He doesn't... He's yeah, up- he- Everything. He just the only thing right now is just adding on and making himself even greater. Yeah, I think that if he was to win the slam, I think it would, I think it would add to his legacy. Like you're out for a year with a knee injury, and then you come back and win. Yeah, thirty nine. Crazy. Yeah, and he's turning forty in August. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So the next and, thing, yeah. um, the new Medvedev is number two in the world now. Um, that's kind of crazy now that I think about it because in the past, like, a long, since 2005, I think it was, it was just better Djokovic, Nadal, and, and Andy Murray. And then now Andy Murray stepped down and it was the big three and now the new Medvedev broke through. Well, he, he was, he was through Roger since like 2020. And then he broke through Nadal was just now. And I did not think about it because... I didn't really look about. I didn't really, really. Um, I didn't look at the ATP rankings too much. I thought that um, Nadal and Djokovic were just way ahead of everybody. I thought Nadal was like way ahead, and Djokovic was like way, way ahead. Um, but yeah, and the method is playing very well too. Um, he won the Open Thirteen Province Tournament. It's, it's not. It doesn't give you like a lot of points. I think it's like two fifty, but um, it's a pretty big tournament. I think it's pretty important. Yeah. yeah. I th- the biggest boosters probably in the past let's say six months we're definitely first of all getting to the final of the australian open because oh, yeah. also getting to semi-final of the u.s open so he's been pretty consistent in the grand slams too. yeah and then winning paris winning the nido atp finals like i think in 2020 he struggled for most of the year and then i think from the end of 2020 like the second half of 2020 to now it has been really well for him yeah i think also i think it was also because Nadal didn't play. He didn't play a few tournaments that he had to defend points in, so he just lost the points automatically, which is why he also went down. Yeah. So, I... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's all for Medvedev. Um, but um, I think now we can get into the tournaments. So Doha happened, I think it was two weeks ago. Um, so honestly... Um, the person who won the tournament was Mercedes Vitti, and he um, he just came out of nowhere. Like he's a good player, no doubt about it. He he he's very important to the ATP tour. He's I think he's like top fifty or something like that. He what he did well in the tournaments and and in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty he was nowhere. I I didn't see him anywhere. I think he was just not playing well. Twenty twenty one Aussie Open he lost in the first round. And then he comes out, and then he wins Doha. He beats all these guys. He beats Feder, Taylor Fritz in the final. He beats Roberto Batista Agut. Um, so yeah, I think that's a, it. Was it was a fun tournament because you could see like Karatsev. He didn't like go like really far, but he almost beat Dominic Team in three sets, which which is kind of crazy. Um, I think well, there are a couple matches that I thought were really really interesting, and I watched them. Uh, there are two of them in particular. It was Batista Agut versus Dominic Team. Um, it was seven six two six six four. It's like a crazy score, crazy match. Batista Agut's improving. Um, he he he. Um, I don't think he did that well in the second half of twenty twenty, but I think he's proved that he still belongs in like in, the, in like the top fifteen. I think that's where he belongs right now. 
And I think one surprising thing is definitely um, how team has been doing lately. He just hasn't been as good, right? Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, like he lost to Lloyd Harris in Dubai. Yeah, I don't know. I think I don't. I, maybe it's not because he's bad. Maybe because he's doing well, but then they're doing bad. I honestly, I don't know. Yeah, and he so he also in the Australian Open. He I think he got to the quarterfinals and was knocked out. By he, lost, he lost to Dimitrov. Yeah. yeah. Quarterfinals or uh, yeah, I think so. I think it was quarterfinals or maybe round of sixteen, but I think quarterfinals. So he hasn't. He hasn't. I mean, and considering that he made the finals in twenty twenty, he's he kind won of the, he won the U.S. Open in twenty twenty. I mean, I'm talking about the Australian Open. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think he's he's hasn't been. I mean, everybody has bad stretches, so we'll see. Yeah, I agree with you. And then, and then lost mm-hmm. to uh, Lloyd Harris. We'll talk about Dubai now. Uh, just a few more things about Doha. And then there's just one more match that I thought was really fun. Um, it was Taylor Frist versus Chapo. Um, hmm. Like it wasn't like too big. I think it was like it was round of like thirty two, but it was five seven six three seven five for its one. Like I was watching it, though there were rallies that were so long, and it was so interesting to see. Like Taylor Fritz is definitely gonna do be like like really good. He's he's really good now, mm-hmm. but um, I think he has a lot of potential. He's he's performing at tournaments now, um, and off the open he almost beat Djokovic, even though it was like round sixteen or third round. Um, I think he he's so young, so I think he has a lot of potential, and he can beat the big guys. Yeah. Yeah. So now we'll go on to Dubai. So um, I think a few things. I think the most important thing is that Karatsev won his first title. It, it's it's kind of funny because when you really think, when you look at the guys who win all these tournaments, like Dubai is a pretty big tournament. Like they always like they're so emotional, and and then Karatsev like when he when he just like said come on, and then he just walked and just like chilled. It was so funny. Like your number, he he's like he's number twenty six in the world now. Like it's crazy. He was outside the top one hundred, like last month, and now he's like top like twenty five in the world. That's crazy. Well, honestly, I'm not. I'm I'm surprised. I'm really surprised that he just jumped so quickly. Yeah, I agree. But with honestly, you. like he's in right now. He's twenty seven, so he should be in the prime of his career. And I can understand why you might be playing the best he is right now, because like you're 27 through 30. Apparently, for most sports, is about your prime. Yeah, during- I agree. Yeah. So right now he's in his prime, and if he's playing this well, I mean that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we also talked a little bit. Dominic team lost to Lloyd Harris, six three six four, but Lloyd Harris makes the final. So um, it says, well, Lloyd Harris upset the team. Shapovalov, Nishikori, and many, many more players. It's just crazy to see. And then Karatsev did really well. He beat, um, he beat Rublev in the semis. Yeah, he ended Rublev's streak of, tw- I think, yeah, 20, 23. 23 wins at ATB 500s, which is crazy. Yeah. And then um, I wrote down because um, Nicholas will see this video who won Doha play Teo Fritz and Doha in the semis and, and beat him. And then Fritz got revenge on him in this tournament, which, which was kind of funny. 
Um, and then also, K Nishikori is looking. I, I think he's looking better, honestly, because he had he could he he didn't compete for a long time. Um, even though he lost to, I think it, yeah, Lloyd Harris. I I, I don't think it's an upset. I think he he's coming back to the game. He's still adjusting a little bit, so I think he's doing better. Yeah, I think it's pretty crazy how some of these guys who were in the top ten just in just now three years, twenty seventeen, three years ago, like Andy Murray and Kenny Shakuri have. Honestly, injuries have really hurt them in a way. I mean, they're trying to come back now. They're obviously still recovering and getting better, but it's just crazy how like injuries can really just take you away, right? Yeah, I think now we're we're we're, we're getting a like a look on what the ATP is going to be in like the next like five years. Like now, you see, like I can, for example, in Mexico, um, it was it was like all the young guys played really well. Um, Zverev and Tsitsipas were the big stars. Like the youngsters were the big stars in there. So I think that's what it's going to be like when Djokovic and Nadal, like and Federer, uh, and like Murray, like and Djokovic like, retire. It's going to be like Team Tsitsipas and Zverev, and then like Karasev is going to be really good. Now that I, now that you think about it, Medvedev, you got to remember Medvedev. Yeah, Medvedev, Schwartzman. Well, Schwartzman, I don't know about Schwartzman, but you know. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Karatsev just... Well, the, the thing is, Lloyd Harris played against so well against all these guys, and then Karatsev just destroyed him in the final. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy because you can you can see, oh, I think, like, some, some people had the mindset where, like, if if somebody beat, if somebody beats somebody really good, like 6-3, 6-4, and then they get destroyed in the final by somebody who's, like, not, like, not too big, and the guy who won can destroy all the big guys. I don't think that's true, but it's kind of a weird method. But I think that Karatsev can can beat everyone. I think, and I think Karatsev will, will be a, a big player. Like I think he's going to get like ten slams or something. I think that's possible. Yeah, I think I don't. I don't know. I don't know how many slams he'll win, or if he'll even win one. But I definitely think he's going to. I think he's going to be there in the top fifteen consistently, and probably if if he's really good, break like the top five. Yeah, I agree with you. That's very, very good. Okay. So now we'll go to Acapulco. So it's not a big tournament for sure, but it happens once every year, so it's pretty important. So it's in it's in Mexico. Um, I think this tournament, it, it really proved who the youngsters were. Um, mm-hmm. Like um, there's this guy, I don't remember his first name, but his last name is Alcaraz. Um, he's like 17 like he plays challengers he just came from like I think it's like his first tournament on the pro tour and he actually played pretty decent against there even though he lost like 6'3 six, 6'2 six, or something like that he still played decent like Muschetti I don't know if you know him um, he's an Italian he just came he was really good in juniors like he won the junior Aussie Open um, he plays a lot of, he won a lot of challengers and he came to the HB tour he just went on the streak he beat Schwartzman he beat Dimitrov, like, and then well, then he he lost to Sitsipas, but um, and Sitsipas was playing very well. He beat Oje Aliassim, who's a really good rising star on the Canadian side, and then Zverev is playing very well, and he won six four seven six against Sitsipas, mm-hmm. and he was down four one in the first set, and he won five games in a row. I think it's, I think that's very hard to do against Sitsipas because he's a very good player. Yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think the conclusion about this is that there's so many rising stars in the game right now. I think anything's like possible for the future. Like whether yeah. it's like Djokovic winning a lot, Nadal wins all the French Opens, or like Karatsev starts winning a lot of tournaments. I'm just I'm just excited to see like one. I just want to see one match in like a Grand Slam final where one of the big three, either Djokovic, Federer, or Nadal, gets beaten by you know team or City. Oh Boston. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Or to like the new era, I think that'll be great. I, I think, think that's going to do it. Yeah. If, that, if that finally happens one day, the odds, that would be really amazing. Oh, yeah. Medvedev almost did it in 2019 versus Nadal in that insane five-setter, but yeah. it still hasn't happened yet. Yeah, and then same point, Nadal in all these like French Open finals. Yeah. Nadal, Nadal in the French Open is just unstoppable. I don't think... Yeah. It'll, I be, think... Funny. It'll be funny if somebody beat him this year in the French Open. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, even Djokovic, who's pretty much been the best player, undisputed for like the past, I don't know, five or six years, yeah. if not. Um, he got creamed by Nadal at the French Open. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now we can move on to basketball. So, um, I think before we go on to the All Star Game, I think we'll do our annual talk about like what happened in the past couple weeks mm-hmm. um so actually like pr- less than 24 hours ago lebron james got injured that was a scary injury i'll be honest with you that was scary yeah so lebron and uh, solomon hill and they were playing the atlanta hawks and in the first quarter solomon hill he was just diving for a loose ball and it happened to be near lebron's leg so he hit lebron's ankle and lebron's ankle basically rolled inward and it looked really bad on the replay, and LeBron looked like he was in some serious pain. And LeBron actually stayed in the game. He stayed in the game, hit a three. Then he had to call timeout and eventually left the locker room, where they said that he wouldn't return for the rest of the game. So that started the idea that, okay, this might actually be pretty bad. And then later, they did, like, the MRI, and they did the x-rays, and they just said, uh, I think about a few hours after that, they said he would be out for an indefinite amount of time, which means they don't know how long it's going to be before he comes back. So, um, we'll see what happens because now the Lakers are playing without LeBron. They don't have AD either. So, they're missing basically both their core superstars that are supposed to lead the team. And um, right now, they are the third seed. And we have to, I don't know, I don't know how far down they'll drop or whether or not they'll be able to maintain themselves in the playoffs. Yes, I agree with you for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I don't know honestly because the Lakers are playing pretty good with like even with LeBron with LeBron without AD. I think it's gonna be fun for the NBA. I think it's gonna be like I think exciting for what happens. It's like tennis. Like it's gonna be exciting to see. Like there's so many teams that are doing good now. It's like the Nuggets, like the um, the Suns are doing really good right now. Um, I think the Suns have potential. If LeBron and AD, or if just AD is out for like a long time, then, um, well, actually, before I even say that, tonight the Lakers are playing the Suns. So I think that I think that today it will depend on how the Suns do. If it's like a if if the Suns do really well against the Lakers tonight and like wipe them out, I think that then that's going to prove they can beat them. I think the Suns can beat the Lakers in the playoff series. 
With, Le- with LeBron and AD, I don't think they can. With I LeBron think... and AD, maybe a close seven-game series. Who, controversial. Who wins? I don't know. I'll, I, it's just my opinions. I don't know if it's yours or... No, but I think without AD, I think it's it's definite, and without LeBron and AD, it's just it's it's obvious. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a four game sweep, I think, without LeBron and AD. But I mean, right now the Lakers they're only they're twenty and fourteen. They're only five games from being out of the playoffs because the Mavericks, who are the eight seed, are have only four uh, five more losses than them. So if they suddenly go on a losing streak of like seven, then they're looking like they're almost gonna be out of the play in tournament, which is crazy. So they, the Lakers really, if LeBron isn't back for like a month and AD isn't back for another three or four weeks, if not a month, the Lakers could have some serious problems if they if they really start losing games because then you could say they might they might not even be making the tenth seed if things go really badly like worst case scenario and that that would be really bad. But I think if the Lakers, I think the Lakers right now. Like the best case scenario is like they still have a top five seed, but I think more realistically, they'll probably be the seventh or eighth seed by the time LeBron or AD comes back. They'll be there for, until about the end of the season, and they'll basically have to work their way up during the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, hmm. yeah, and then we also talked about we also well, and then. In that same game, like the I guess the dagger with the Trey Young the little pass, that was pretty cool to see. <laughs> it was like an All Star game, just Trey Young just like put it like a dime to John Collins for the dunk. Yeah, that was an insane pass. Yeah, it was um, perfect accuracy, just everything. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think that um we can look at some surprising results from the past couple weeks. So. The Raptors have a seven-game losing streak. <laughs> You're no. We were seventeen and seventeen. I was so happy. We're five hundred, and now we're seventeen and twenty-four. We haven't yeah. won a game. We haven't won a game since our last podcast. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Last time we talked, the Raptors were five hundred. I think they were they were the yeah. third, the fourth seed, tied with the Knicks, and now they they've dropped all the way down. They're the eleventh seed, seven games under five hundred. The Wizards are actually catching up to them. The Wizards, who were the 15th seed for most of the year, I mean, it's just been a disaster right now for the Raptors. They lost to well, they they've lost the they lost to the Jazz, the Pistons. They lost, they lost the Jazz by by three, and eight, and Siakam just didn't was like, like bad, and he didn't make the three. It was wide open three, just dribble and just shoot it and make it, and then he just missed it. They lost. They lost the Pistons, the worst team in the twice. Last. They got destroyed by like thirty points against them, and then they lost them again. They lost. The, they lost the Hawks by one. That's unfortunate. They they lost the Bulls and the Hornets, and then they got destroyed by. And they lost the Celtics. The last time they won was when they beat the Rockets back on February twenty sixth. They haven't had a win in March yet. Wait, no way. Yeah, I'm serious. It's March 21st. Yeah, it's been a month. They still haven't won a game. Wait, how do you play... Wait, how do you play seven games in, like, a month? Oh, because of the All-Star break, so they, oh. they have about a week off. So, and But the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is, if you don't count that loss, if they don't count the win against the, um, against the Rockets... Oh, God. They've lost one, two. They've lost eleven in a row. 
the last time they won was against the Timberwolves on February 19th, okay? God. The reason why I'm saying you don't need to count the loss for the Rock against the Rock, the win against the Rockets is because the Rockets have lost 19 straight games. The Rockets, the Rockets are literally the worst team in the league. 19 straight Nine games? games? I think that's the NBA record. Wait, really? Yeah, so the Rockets have lost 19 games. So beating the Rockets is not surprising, Raymond. Oh, my God. They were 11 and 10, and then they lost. They lost 19. So they were 11 and 10, then Christian Wood got injured. They lost 19 straight. They might go for, I think they're going to go for the record for most losses. Well, they have 11 wins, so probably not. That that means they're they, that that means they can get sixty one losses. That's, no, that's, I mean uh, most losses losses in a row. I think I don't know what the record is right now. They're playing today against the Thunder. They have to beat the Thunder. So right now the most losses and oh no the Rockets have the largest losing longest losing streak in basketball right now and nineteen. The previous record was eighteen. That is crazy. Wait. List of NBA longest losing streaks. Number one, Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, they're just talking about. No, no, that's not true. Really? No, they're 13. They're 13th all time. Okay, I don't know. It said on Google. The, the Sixers have 28, had 28 straight losses. They had it twice. <laughs> yeah. In 2014, 15, 2016, 15, 16. They, they had a whopping 10 and 72 record. Oh, no, but these were over the course of multiple seasons. The, the Charlotte Bobcats were 7 and 59. Yeah, but okay, so the Rockets actually. 9 and 73? Oh, my God. Actually, there is a correction. So the Rockets technically do have the largest losing streak in a single season. The Sixers have the largest. Oh. But they lost 10 games in 15-16, then 18 more in the next season. So, oh, yeah. You're, no, but then there's some team. Oh. Yeah. Mavericks. The Mavericks and Sixers. Yeah, the Mavericks. Yeah, that's 20. No, the Vancouver. No, Cleveland Cavs. 26. 26. Do you think the Rockets can break that? <laughs> 19 and 63 was the record. Rap. Then they would have to be. Wait, what's what's the percent? I'm gonna check. Nineteen divided by sixty-three. Is there like point three? Okay, point three zero. So point three is the percentage of games won. So currently, how many how many wins do they have? They have ten. They're ten and twenty. Eleven and twenty-nine. So they let's just do eleven divided by fifty-nine. Eleven divided by fifty-nine is point one eight. Yes, yeah, so that it's possible. And I think that would be the worst winning. That would be the would that be the worst season in NBA history, or did the the Bob? <laughs> oh my god, this is just so funny. That's crazy. I can't believe the the Rockets. The, the Christian Wood got injured when they were at eleven and ten, and since then they haven't won a single. <laughs> Let me see. I think the last time the Rockets won a game. Oh no. This has to be so far back. December 22nd. No, the last time they won a game... Wait, I'm going to check this. Um, Houston Rockets. Was February 4th. Almost two months ago. Oh, my God. Two months ago. That's just... Two months they won 
One They're game. playing the Raptors on Monday, eight, so we can win again. No, it's pretty much the Raptors, but <laughs> oh wait, no, I don't want them to win against the Raptors. February ninth, February fourth was the last time they won. They the last time they played the Thunder in a back to back on fe- on the February first, February third. The first time on February first, they the Rockets beat them by thirty points, and then mm-hmm. the next time they lost by twenty seven. On a back-to-back night. Oh, actually, speaking of the Thunder, I just yeah. so um they they have now they have it's a crazy fact they have nineteen first-round picks for the next seven years. Oh, okay. And like sixteen second-round picks. Also, I thought, I thought you were telling me that they have nineteen first-round picks this year. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the, the amount of picks that they have is insane. Like Sam Presti, their GM, he just Supported everything, and wow, like it, I think that's just crazy. It is crazy, <laughs> but um, I think now we can go up to the power rankings, which we look at. Um, I think it's the last thing before the All Star game. So I'm looking at the NBA power rankings right now. Um, when was this published? It was published two yesterday. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, so number You're one. Sorry? Yeah, we'll just we'll go over those, and then we'll give our own afterwards, sir. Of course, yeah. So, for the NBA, they said that number one right now is the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I agree. Number two is Philly. Number three is Phoenix. Number four is Utah. And number five is LA, Lakers. Okay. Okay, so I'll do mine first. So for me, number one, Brooklyn. I totally agree with that. Number two, Philly. Yeah, I agree with them. They've been winning a lot lately. Number three is Phoenix. I agree with that. I'm going to swap four and five. So Lakers, number four. Because they're doing pretty good without AD. They're still winning plenty of games. Like, and this was before LeBron got injured. So they're playing well. Like, they played well without AD. So I think number four. Jazz are definitely number five. Because Jazz were, what, 27 and, was it seven? 27 and seven, right? Yeah. Now, they're, wait, I'm just going to check just just to, um, just to confirm it. So they were 27 and seven, and now they're 30 and 11. So they're three and four in their last seven games. They're five and five in their last 10 games. Mm hmm. And, so, yeah, the, They've kind of they were really 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 good. I think remember when we were talking about how they were winning. Literally, they were like twenty and two at one point in their last twenty two games, and now yeah. they've gone down a little bit. Yeah. And now actually, Phoenix Phoenix could take the number one seed. The Jazz lose another two in a row. Phoenix wins two. They're tied. Oh man, that's so oh, that. Yeah. No, great. Phoenix has to win three in a row. Well, yeah, but I mean, if they played the same number of games, the Phoenix hasn't played as many games as the Jazz. Oh, true, true. Wow. Yeah. What are your power rankings? All right. So for me, Brooklyn number one. They have. They're just cruising. Honestly, like Kevin Durant hasn't been playing. Kyrie Irving, James Harden, just hold it down. Joe Harris. Their their bench has been pretty good. They're great. Um, number two. Number two. I'm gonna say. The Suns, I think the Suns, because um, in the past few weeks, the Suns have beat the Lakers, the Blazers, 
the Blazers twice. They destroyed the Warriors. They beat the Grizzlies. I mean, they've just been consistent overall. Number three, I have the Sixers. The Sixers also, I mean, I could honestly, the Sixers and Suns are kind of, you can put them either way. They've both just been really great over their past um, few games. And then number four, number four. Okay, I'm going to say the Lakers, just like you did. And then number five, I'm going to say the Bucks. Okay. The Jazz, because the Bucks in the past, um, in their past nine game, in their last past ten games, they're nine and one, and they they beat they beat the Sixers, they blew out the Spurs, um, they beat the Clippers, they destroyed the Knicks. They've had some pretty good wins over their past games. I think they're finally getting back to how good they were even last season and the season before, which I think is great. Um, I don't think the Jazz are a top five in uh, seed right now. We'll see, and then also. Next week, I don't think the Lakers are going to be in the top 10 for power rankings. Yeah, I agree. They'll have to surprise us if it's happened. Yeah, if the Lakers actually, if the Lakers beat the Suns today, that'll be pretty surprising. Who's currently the last in the power rankings? Oh, Houston Rockets. Houston, yeah, of course. They lost 19 in a row. Check where the Raptors are. They're 23rd. 23rd? Oh, no. They were 18th last week. That is, I think I think Norman Powell has actually been playing really well for the Raptors. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he has. He had 43 points against the Pistons, and they still lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Norman Norman Powell in his past. It was against the Pistons or the Hawks. Something like that. Yeah, it was against the Pistons in his past. In his past, like 13 games, he's dropped 24, 30, 36, 25, 33, 32, 43, 17. And they still lost seven in a row. This yeah. right now for the like, Rockets. I wanted Norman Powell to do good. He's doing really good, and the team is doing bad. Yeah, honestly, it's crazy. Oh man, Dang. yeah, wow. Okay, let's move on to the final section. We'll do the All Star Game results. So we'll start with the event order, except dunk contest will go before the All Star Game. So. We'll go with the skills challenge. So we don't even we don't even need to talk about it because Damanis Sabonis swept the skills challenge. He had made every shot in the final. He didn't, but he just swept through everyone. It's just insane. And then same with Nikola Vucevic, but then um, they had to play in the final. Um, yeah, I was surprised at a big one. I thought Luca would win, but I guess Luca honestly, Luca didn't really try. Yeah, I know. That's he what I was looked like he was having fun. He didn't really. He didn't really go for it. Like, yeah, he's thought, like wearing. He's like wearing his sweater. Like on his like dribbling. Yeah, he was wearing his like warm up um jersey or warm up jacket or whatever too. Yeah, and just like like barely barely walking across the court. Like I was like when he was going to do um his layup, he was, I just, he was just jogging lightly. You know? <laughs> nice day. Meanwhile, meanwhile, um, I think he was playing Sabonis. Sabonis was way ahead of him, just like speeding through. Yeah, it was so just made the three-point shot as Luka Doncic made his layup. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but here's one thing. Here's the question. I think... Do you think the skills challenge needs to be changed a little bit? Hmm. I kind of like the skills challenge from, like, like probably, like, five, like, five, six years ago. Or maybe it was, maybe it was longer. Like, where it was, like, it was more... 
it was longer. I think this one's like I, I guess they do it shorter because of the fact because of the just because of the, you need to do like your good skills like or passes shooting. I think that they need to make it longer because I remember before they did like dribbling, like three point shot, layup, dunk, or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like two thousand like like eleven or something. I don't remember. I I like that one. It, it is definitely longer because instead of because they actually timed they they, did, they didn't do one v one. They did one player at a time, and I think it, it's like the dunk contest. I think it's like one player you time yourself and you have to do the whole thing. And then I think it's like five or six guys competing, and then there are th- like three guys to go to the championship round, mm-hmm. and then they play. Yeah, I like that format way better because honestly, this one it kind of just goes too fast. Yeah, it, it like the whole skills challenge lasted like ten minutes, like with no ads. If there were no ads, it was just like it was just like oh, the Julius Randle versus whoever. I think, Lotus, yeah. and then uh, maybe thirty seconds later. They were already shooting the threes and finishing it off. It was just so quick. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, that's that's um, I agree with that. So, All right. And then Steph Curry three point contest, thirty one in the first round, the game winning three in the second round. That's just it's named the three point contest, the Stephen Curry three point contest. Just, that was the all time record. Thirty one points is the all time record. I'm just saying they should name it that because literally. He earns it. He just earns it. Even though he's only won it twice, he gets whopping numbers every time. Yeah. I mean, that. I think out of all the events, like All-Star Game, Dunk Contest, Skills Challenge, three-point contest was the best, I think. Yeah, this year, three-point contest was so it interesting. Was, it was I so much fun. Like, the scores were so high. It was crazy. I mean, everybody, I mean, like, um, Steph Curry went off. Mike Conley had a really good round. I Imagine think, if Devin Booker was on the three-point contest. Jeez. Yeah. Like it was really good this year. I don't think any guy has got scores lower than like than fifteen this year. I think it was eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah, the, 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 everybody did really good, which was great. I agree. Yeah, that was very interesting. That was fun to watch. Yeah, I, I really like the idea of having the um, the extra far money balls. Those are that's a great addition. Yeah, the Mountain Dew money balls. Yeah, yeah. The money balls. Yeah. So now the dunk contest. I don't think it was that interesting. I didn't really pay attention. <laughs> Simon's won, but I didn't pay attention because it was boring, honestly. I I understand. There's no. I I don't. It's nothing bad from the league. They didn't do anything wrong. There's a virus. Like obviously, you don't want to just do three days. It's one day. Like it. It just has to happen. Um, I don't blame anybody for it. It it, it was supposed to be boring. It was boring. <laughs> um, yeah, like guys are really good dunkers. But no. Yeah, they didn't. They, they weren't able to get like any of the big names like Zion or Zach Levine or Aaron. I think should have done Zion because Zion was so good in, in terms of dunking. Yeah, I think. Or, it maybe, or maybe it was because it was like a shorter dunk contest, so they just needed like three guys that were pretty good. Yeah, like, I think like, like two of the three guys don't play at all. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think Zion declined to join it. Oh if really? They, oh yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But um, I think I mean. Also, I thought I, I watched a little bit of it. I thought the scoring was really, really bad. Like um, some of the dunks, I I can't remember specifically which ones, but I think Obi Toppin had one dunk, which I thought was really good. I thought it should have gotten like a ten, but then it didn't get a ten, and then Anthony yeah, fifty came out with a similar thing and yeah, yeah 50. like a fifty, 
And Anthony Simons came out with the same thing, and it got a 52. I think he got robbed a little bit, honestly. And also, um, one interesting thing was um, John Morant, he put out a tweet where um, he talked, where one part, he retweeted someone else who said that the dunk contest scoring was really bad, and he said, that's why I'm never going to do the dunk contest. And I think that might be, honestly, that might be a reason why a lot of people don't do it, is because, um, because they don't like the scoring system. And they don't like the judges. Like, remember, we all remember last year, right? With Dwayne Wade completely, oh my God, that was so bad. Where he gave, basically gave the win to Derek Jones Jr. Even though we all know Aaron Gordon should have gotten it. He dunked over freaking Taco. Taco Paul, the, the tallest guy in the NBA. And he got a nine. So, he got, I think, he got, No, he got a nine from, like, everybody. I think Dwayne Wade gave him, like, a seven or something. No, I think every, no, I think three people gave him a ten. Wayne Wade and um, Candace Parker gave, gave him nines. It's just, I don't even know how. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just bias. I don't get how they allow that. Yeah, it's one of the greatest. They, yeah, they should, they should like say that if you're, if you're like your former teammate or your current teammate is competing in the dunk contest, like you can, you should, you cannot be biased. Yeah, I mean, but last year's dunk contest was great compared to this one. It was great, except. Aaron Gordon got robbed again. <laughs> it's kind of funny though. I think I think one reason why it was better is because there were fans in the in the stadium. Like fans just make everything so much more hype, you know. I agree with you. Yeah. Like this year, they just had the fake cheering, so it was like two K, <laughs> and I don't. It didn't sound that good. Yeah, it sounds like when I played two K. Yeah, I played it yesterday. Um. So now the All Star game, the most important thing. So Giannis won MVP. He shot 16 for 16 from the field. Like, that's just in- incredible. Yeah, the most, the, that's the that's the um, most amount of points while shooting 100% for the field in all-star games. So that's a record. Wow, yeah, that's, that was just incredible. I, I loved it. And he wasn't, he wasn't just shooting uh, shooting layups and dunks. He was actually shooting threes, too, and he was making them. So Yeah, he made, like, really cool threes. And then a few more I- things. Yeah, go ahead. Speaking of really cool threes, did you see Steph Curry and Damian Lillard? Those threes from half court were just insane. Insane. And then the Steph Curry Noah three at LeBron. Yeah, literally. I mean, that was that was that was incredible. Team LeBron just put on a show. They, I mean, we both predicted that Team LeBron would dominate, but and they did. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and then I don't know if you know this. I just I don't know this. That's why I I wanted to ask. Why did LeBron play it? He didn't play anything. He played 12 minutes. He scored four points. <laughs> I think it's because he didn't want to get injured or something, just like even risk it. Really? I don't I don't know. I mean, that's. I think that's the only reason. Because because honestly, at this age, he's 30. I mean, we just saw it, right? Yesterday he got injured. At 36, it's like any injury can really just be super threatening to your career. So even in the All-Star game, I think he was trying to coast. I mean, I think he also knew that his team was going to win. By, by a lot. Yeah, like, like Damian Lillard and Steph Curry each scored eight threes. Yeah, he had Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, and Giannis all on the same team. They all went off. I mean, of course he was going to win. And Jokic and Doncic. Yeah. And, like, this Steph Curry dunk? Yeah, I saw that. Was... And Chris Paul dunked. Like, <sighs> Chris Paul had the most minutes for the team. He had 30 minutes. 30 mm-hmm. minutes and 47 seconds. 
Yeah, and you know, I think he had like sixteen assists or something, which was crazy. That's all time. That yeah, he passed. He, yeah, sixteen. He passed Magic Johnson for the all time leader on all star assists. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Chris Paul has been in the league so long, but honestly, it doesn't feel like it. He's, yeah, he's been there since two thousand sixteen. No, two thousand six. Yeah. Two thousand sixteen. And he's still an all star. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, what the score? Team LeBron, team LeBron won uh, 170 to 150. Yeah. And also won every single individual quarter. So <laughs> Durant's charity didn't really. Um, well, yeah. he won. He, Durant's charity got 500,000. Yeah, but LeBron's they. Got, LeBron's got like 1.5, 1 million, I think. Or maybe it was more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they still got something, but they didn't get anything from the actual game. Yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> Well, Bradley Beal got 26, Irving got 24, Tatum got 21, like, Julius Randle got, Julius Randle, no, not Julius Randle, Donovan Mitchell got 15, Jay Harding got 21. The thing is, everybody scored, which is, which, which is good. Like, DeMondis Sabonis scored at the end of the game, and <laughs> he got two points. Yeah, well, every, everybody scores because it's the All-Star game, there's no defense. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kind of thinking, is, did anybody get like, like close to a triple level? Kawhi Leonard got eight points, nine rebounds, eight assists. Has there ever been a triple double in an All Star Probably. Um, Irving got 24 points, 12 assists. Um, yeah, Chris Paul got, he got 20. Oh, never mind. Chris Paul, yeah, I'll be fine. Never mind. He didn't get a triple double. He got he was six, eight, and sixteen. Which is pretty good. Um, Damian Lillard not getting Steph Curry. No. Yeah, no, but no one. But I I think it's pretty cool. As a, so this was a fun. The All Star game was pretty. My parents told me I had to go to bed early. <laughs> it was so funny. I I had online school the next day. Yeah, I kind of I kind of stopped watching after the third quarter because I just knew. The problem is really yeah, I I saw I was I, I was able to see like, the final a couple shots, but it's like it's not that interesting. Yeah, last year last year's was definitely um... last year's was the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last year's was just the best. Yeah, I'm also yeah. good. Well, the thing is, like LeBron did win in each of the quarters, but I'm looking right now. So LeBron won the first quarter by one point. Yeah, second quarter they won by nineteen. So yeah, the second quarter really determined it. This the um the third quarter they won by one. Fourth mm-hmm. quarter well fourth quarter obviously fourth quarter Kevin team Durant won, but they only won by one and so that doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if, if like if the if Team Durant made really one or two, if Team Durant didn't get blown out in quarter two, the game would be entirely different and honestly it would have been much better, I think. Yeah, like LeBron, like I think the bench did really good for Team LeBron. Like, like I'm looking at the bench points right now. Team LeBron had 89 bench points. Team Durant has 61. It, it's 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 a lot, but it, like you know, it's like um, it's not a, like a big comparison. Yeah. So I mean, we expected them to dominate. So at least we got that prediction right. But I mean, it was it was an okay All Star weekend, considering all the pandemic stuff and what's going on with the NBA itself, the shortened season. And everything. I mean, you got you kind of have to understand. That's why it's like this. That's why we're so short and kind of restricted in a way. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at 
um, they made like on the, the like website they made like a shot chart like for from where all the guys made their shots. Like Giannis, like I'm looking at Giannis, he made three three pointers, and he made um he never missed. That's the funny thing. So there's no exit, but he 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 made three three pointers, and he had like like everything in the paint other than that. But Steph, let's, let's do Steph Curry here. So Steph Curry, he had one dunk. He had one shot inside the three-point line, and then everything else was outside. And three of them were from half court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those half court things, it's crazy. On the shot chart, it's just like a bunch of threes, some layups, and then just way out there, there's some half court shots. Yeah. Dam- Dam- Damien Lord had three like layups in the paint shots, and yes. then he had like he had a lot of threes, and then he had two from like one from like past half court, and then one from half court. It's crazy. Chris, yeah, curse hey, all of them. They literally shoot it like it's nothing. They, it's, it's it's so crazy. I think it's that's insane. The way like they, they they get so much power to literally launch it almost forty six feet, and they do it like it's nothing. Yeah, and then I'm looking at Zion. It's just like a big fat dot in the paint because he just dunked everything. <laughs> yeah, I think literally one, only one or yeah, one mid range jumper was taken in the All Star game. Yeah, that's that's the funny thing. Actually, I have I have an interesting thing of, um to mention. So about about like the mid range and the three point three point uh, shot. Yeah. So Mori, I think about a week ago or so, he said he's the Sixers GM now. He said that the NBA should make the three pointer worth only two point five points, so that uh so that people because so that the mid range becomes more um like so more people use the mid range instead of just chucking up threes basically. I, yeah, I can see. I can definitely see that. It's an interesting solution because I definitely would like to see more mid-range shots. I think that'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I agree with you. Rather than just like threes all the time, but they should do like trick shots. Like, like they do trick dunks and stuff like that, but they should do, like trick shots. Like they should have like the heart. They should have like the oh that that would be pretty cool. They should have like the like the NBA All Stars versus the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, and like in a horse game. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool, actually. Instead, like, instead of the dunk contest. Yeah, but I don't. I bet, but then the, I feel like the NBA players would just like do ridiculous. I mean, the Globetrotters can dunk too. Just like, but I, don't, I feel like the NBA players would do even more ridiculous dunks and just like do stuff that nobody, nobody would else. <laughs> yeah. They they be a bunch of free throw line dunks and stuff. But I, I think they should. I think they should add maybe another event to All Star Weekend, honestly, and change some of the old ones just to make it a little more exciting. Like the well, way they, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. great. So they should do it for the other events too. Well, again, this year there was no Rising Stars Challenge, so yeah, and that was. But again, I don't. I don't think a lot of people watch it. I personally watch it, but you know. Yeah, the the. I mean, I don't. I th- I feel like the Rising Stars game is usually just like. A worse version of the All Star Game, so I don't really watch it that much. Yeah, I agree with you. But at least, I mean, they still selected the teams and stuff, which was interesting. I mean, Team USA would have blown them out by fifty thousand if they actually, yeah. they, they had everybody. Yeah, I think for Team, I think for the Rising Stars game, they should do what they do for the All Star Game, like select two captains, like for example, Luca and Zion. I don't know something like that, and then they just and then they select the guys from Team USA, Team World put them together, and then Luca or Zion or whoever, whoever, take the guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like a draft and have it nationally televised. That'd be pretty cool, too. Yeah. Especially because a lot of people, honestly, like some of the guys on Team World, a lot of people don't know who they are. So putting putting them on national TV, a lot more people will know who they are, honestly. Yeah, I agree with you. The league, too, I think. Yeah. Well, okay, there's one last thing. So I don't know if you saw this, but I, a few people saw this. So on Instagram, if you guys are listening on Spotify, you guys probably don't know about this, but um, on Instagram, um, I put a little poll out last night and I said, hey, do you guys want to create a YouTube channel for the podcast? And I created a YouTube channel today. Um, if you guys go to the podcast Instagram and I'm going to put it in uh, the link in their, in the bio um, just in probably an hour or so. Um, and you guys can go check it out. Um, we, there's no videos right now, but I don't, I don't think we're going to post actual podcast. I mean, me and Akemarch, me and you will sort it out. I think I was thinking about maybe making like a little like podcast clips, like thing, like some funny clips from the pod, from every podcast. Like it's mm-hmm. one video. I just, yeah, special. We'll do, we'll do like special things so that, so that it's just so that not everything is the same on every platform. Like we'll have individual stuff for everything. Yeah. And I mean, but definitely, definitely subscribe to it because we'll definitely be putting out content and stuff. Right? Yeah, I think that, well, like on Instagram, like you can actually see our faces, like, our, like, like, like laughing, having fun. On Spotify, you can like actually learn something. Like you can learn, you can just like get to know our opinions on things. And then you can also, and then on YouTube, you can just look at some like funny stuff. Um, like what we like to do. Um, some funny moments from our podcast and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then also um, on Spotify, um, if you're listening on Spotify, we appreciate it, but we have edited and published all our podcasts on Spotify. So now we have all nine, probably now it's going to be 10 episodes of the podcast on Spotify. I updated our bio to make it sound more official. Uh, so it says Daniel and Akram share their craziest experiences as friends and the ongoing adventures of sports around the world. Tune in every two weeks to hear them talk about behind the scenes of their lives and their opinions on today's sports events.